Hello everybody, this is Like Father, Like Son, Like Movies, and I am the father. My name's Stuart, and with me is my son, Sam. Hey, Dad. Hey, son. <laughs> What's, going? What's going on? I, I never call you son. <laughs> Have we forgotten how to do this? <laughs> I don't know what got into it's me. It's only been a month. I don't know what got into me. That's, no, you don't But anyway, that. it, it ties into the title of the podcast. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So what if we, we just are, called each other father and son? That's how we address each other for the purposes for the, of the show. For the duration of the show? That'd be kind of weird. Let's see how, see how it goes. Father? Well, mm -hmm. son, th this podcast is about movies, as you can tell from the title. Um, Sam and I like movies, and I like uh, sharing recommendations with Sam of movies that he's never seen. And so uh, this is our podcast where I give Sam a recommendation of a movie that he has not seen. He watches it, I watch it, and then we talk about it. Right. Under duress, though. You said Under you would duress? write. You said you'd write me out of the will if I didn't participate in this project with you. Well, I've already written you out of the will. This is your <laughs> way. This is your way back in. If you want to. Oh, okay. Get back in. Yeah, you got to keep doing this. Somehow that's worse. Yeah. It is worse. It's like a All prison right. sentence. Right. Well. But I hope. But I hope so far you're learning something. Yeah. I. Um, yeah. It's fun to. Because I mean, there's movies that I've heard you talk about forever. You know, for a number of years, and you told me to watch it. And when I'm home for the holidays, you're like, "Let's watch this." And then you know, sometimes we'll watch one, but a lot of times we don't get to it. And then you know, so this is kind of a fun excuse to, uh, you know, actually make that a priority, which is kind of cool. It is cool and. We have a particularly apt pick today, mm -hmm. which is about a family right. um, and parents and children. But before we get into that, we always start by asking each other, have you seen anything good lately? Have you seen anything good lately? So, <laughs> uh, the answer's not really. I have not watched uh, anything. I accept The Banshees of Inner on repeat. I probably watched that uh, like four or five times up running up to the Oscars. Um, sometimes I'll do that. I'll just get kind of absorbed by a movie and just watch it over and over again. And, um, yeah. So other than that though, I can't say I've been watching too much. I'm still reading the boys the comic series, um, mm -hmm. which is really excellent. I think I have two volumes left to go. Um, so I guess I'm not watching anything, but I'm reading that and enjoying it. That's good. That's good. Well, I've been watching some stuff as always. Um, a couple of things to mention, um, one, if you're just looking to clear your mind and just have a good time and not think, um, I recommend a movie called Desperate Measures. Mm -hmm. um, it's with Michael Keaton and Andy Garcia and also mm -hmm. Marsha Gay Harden. Um, and this is the most harebrained nonsense I've seen in a long time. And it is immensely entertaining. Very cool. fun. Uh, Michael Keaton plays a serial killer who's the only uh, match uh, for a bone marrow donation that Andy Garcia's son needs in order to uh, survive his cancer treatments. <laughs> and uh, everything that happens is just total nonsense. And it's uh, hilarious and, and fun and entertaining. So, so is this a recent film? How long have bone marrow treatments been around? Uh, well, I don't know the answer to that question, but this movie, I think, came out in the 90s. 90s, okay. Yeah. So if you're just looking for, you know, a brainless uh, hour and a half or, I don't know, maybe a little bit more, um, I recommend Desperate Measures. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then another thing that I watched, so Criterion Channel, which is one of my favorite streaming services, uh, is running a series of movies starring Michelle Yeoh from her mm -hmm. Hong Kong days. Mm -hmm. You know, Michelle Yeoh just won mm -hmm. the uh, Oscar for Best Actress for mm -hmm. Everything Everywhere All at Once. And uh, but she started her career uh, in Hong Kong as a action uh, star, and right. um, she is a friggin' badass. I watched one called Royal Warriors, um, and there's I don't know a half dozen of them or so uh, on Criterion. I plan to watch them all, but uh, Royal Warriors again, just a lot of fun. Um, watching Michelle Yeoh in her heyday and uh, just really um, just tearing up the screen. Cool. Uh, with her with her kung fu antics yeah very good cool. stuff so sounds awesome uh yeah you should check that out cool um 
not using my credentials, of course. You should get your own credentials. Right. Um, we don't do that here. We don't do that here because... Nor do we, we condone it. Uh, respect the business plans of all the streaming services, so right. we do not want to do anything contrary to those plans. But Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. Cool. Well, that sounds yep. good. You can get in the kung fu mood at some point. Kung fu mood. Well, um, so that... Um, Without further ado, we can get into the movie that um, we watched this week. Yeah, um, let's do it. Or this month, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, and I picked a movie that I had seen several years ago um, that really made an impression on me, and I wanted to revisit it, and I thought it would be a good one for you to see. You're, you're a documentary guy, right? You like documentaries. I will watch a documentary. I wouldn't call myself a documentary guy. Well, you introduced me to a, a documentary film festival, right? Well, that's true, but that's only because um, Aunt Shelley introduced it to me. So, yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, it's the True False Film Festival, um, which is in Columbia, Missouri, where we have a lot of family. So there was the personal connection, and then I was going to film school at the time. Uh, and so Aunt Shelley says, hey, there's this film festival that happens every year. It's the biggest documentary film festival in the country, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, we started doing that. We haven't done it now for a couple of years. COVID um, interrupted our, our streak and we haven't picked it up again. But um, so, yeah. And then you came you came once or twice with us, right? Two times, I think. I've been there. I believe that's correct. Yeah. And it's a crazy. It's a huge ordeal, right? It's a Ton. great um, festival in this. Yeah. Great college town, Columbia, Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, venues all over the campus and mm -hmm. um, just a lot of different selections. Um, yeah, beautiful venues, great selections, and tons of people. It's just a huge event. So, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, as far as like, you, you say like film festival, like a lot of a lot of film festivals are like, they're heavy on the film and light on the festival part. Like the True False is a f festival, like there's stuff happening all the time. Yeah. It's It's really neat. Yep. So if you ever get a chance to check out the True Falls Film Festival in Columbia, Missouri, you should do it. It tends yeah. to occur at a kind of a reasonably cold time of year. Um, Sometimes. So a lot, but I think it's usually the first weekend in March. Yeah. It can still be yeah. pretty cold down there. Can I think be. there was one year we were there. It was pretty cold. It was chilly. It was winter, for sure. Yeah. That's part of the fun. So <laughs> <laughs> you just you walk, really... you walk really fast to get to your venue because you're freezing. Exactly, and you're excited yeah. to see the movie, but you're right. also trying to get out of that bitter cold. <laughs> right, so it's even better. But uh, we did, I didn't see this movie uh, at that film festival. I just noted that uh, you have a relationship to documentary films, and this is a documentary film. It's called Stories We Tell, mm -hmm. and it's by the filmmaker Sarah Polly. Um Sarah Polly is in the recent news because she also won an Academy Award this year um, for the best adapted screenplay for a movie called Women Talking, which uh -huh. I haven't seen yet, but it's a narrative film. And most of her films um, are narrative films. I think this is her only documentary film. Um, but uh, I wanted to okay. uh, introduce you to, to this film. Cool, she, yeah. Uh, is an interesting person. She began her career as a child actress. She, I think, she started acting when she was four. Her her family is a is a acting family, um, and so she's been acting for a very long time. She was in, among other things, um, the remake of Dawn of the Dead by Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, there was a movie in the '90s called Go. Um, which yeah, was um, John August wrote that. Yeah, John, John uh, August Doug, of uh, Script Notes fame. And uh, Doug Lyman directed. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of a action comedy. So mm -hmm. very Tarantino-esque. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, she, she's those are just a couple of things that she's done that are probably more popular. Um, she's done a number of things in the acting world. But lately she's been more, I think, engaged in the, in the writing and directing side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so this uh, film, I forgot to look up when this was released, but it's, I want to say it's within the last five years. Um, it's not that uh, long ago that uh, Stories We Tell was I believe it released. was uh, 
I believe it was 2012, actually, so a little bit longer. 2012? Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. it's 10, 10 years ago. Yeah, been a minute. Yeah, so um, anyway, um, so Sam, you watched this film. Mm-hmm. So what would you say it's about, Sam? <laughs> what is this movie about? Um, it's about, I guess, uh, narratives. I think it's about how we, uh, there, because there's, on the one hand, there's experiencing events and then there are um the way that we interpret those events and then um impart those interpretations to other people so i yeah i mean it's in the title it's about um stories we tell and how we define our lives by telling stories and then those narratives in turn kind of shape us um as people because that's i guess a common way to to um define story is sort of a you know they're metaphors for life. They're ways of understanding, um, compartmentalizing, understanding the world around us. And um, so it becomes this cycle of we define the world and then or the in terms of story and then the stories define us. And um, this film in particular, I don't know if it necessarily takes a particular stance on that, but it's just about a very particular episode um, in sarah polly's um past i guess um that i guess her idea is to kind of uncover it um so that she has a better understanding of where she comes from sort of because there's some unanswered questions um, about her parentage yeah the title does kind of give it away what it's about but there is a lot of layers to this movie that i think makes it interesting to talk about Mm -hmm. um yeah because it starts out the way it starts out is is fun because at first it's about her mother and that's maybe the first i don't know 10 to 20 minutes is kind of just about um her mother diane and then it takes this turn to where um polly's um uh father um is revealed to maybe not be her biological father and then it becomes an investigation um via a series of interviews with people um who are either involved or um aware of uh her mother's relationships with um a couple other men and she kind of has to investigate it via interviews with them um so it takes that left turn and i you don't you don't see it coming because why would you it's like you know it seems like it's a documentary about her mother and then it it still is but then it takes a, it takes a total turn it takes several turns it's uh um just like a series of revelations that um you just don't don't see coming mm-hmm. um but um so before we get into it in detail sam do you have we talked about your attendance at uh true falls do you have a mm-hmm. like a favorite documentary do you have a oh um uh, or documentary films that you particularly admire uh i, I wish you'd asked me this before we started recording <laughs> um, you need to think. be ready for anything off the top of my head no i'm a famously slow thinker hang on um i'm what? just naming ones that i saw at true falls that were highlights um that i can remember so i don't know if these were the same year or not but i saw tickled do you remember tickled i do remember tickled <laughs> you see that one so i saw that at true falls and it was so bizarre and uh strange and yeah, and that's also kind of funny because we saw his follow-up to that at uh, Fantastic Fest last year, which was not yeah. as interesting. But, um, you know, that's, I think, when you set out in a journalistic exercise, you don't necessarily know what the story's going to end up being, and it might be less uh, less than you hoped for. So, you know, nothing wrong with that. But um, the other one I saw was Nathan Fielder's documentary about mm-hmm. the Bill Gates impersonator that he worked with in one of his one of the episodes of his show. Uh, and that was great. And he was, Nathan Fielder was there that year. So he came out and did a little, uh, a little Q and a with the audience afterward. And it was, that was great. That was a highlight for sure. So yeah, those two off the top of my head, uh, I'll just, I'll just shout those out. Yeah. How would you, what, so what was your reaction to this film? Either in relation to some of those other documentaries you like, or just, you know, on its own? I guess my reaction is it's so personal and I cannot imagine ever getting this personal, this publicly, or privately, honestly. Um, 
we are not a family of talkers i don't think we don't mm -hmm. or at least at least at least for me we're not um yeah i don't want to speak for everybody but i guess my relationship to the family is we're not talkers or not big talkers not big sharers and so to see a family uh air out all its um all these hidden um facets and and things that maybe people had were obviously aware of and maybe had talked about before but then to do it on camera and in such detail i, I just can't even imagine doing anything close to that so it's cause it's kind of astounding to me that she was first of all brave enough to to even tackle it and then everybody is willing to participate yeah by the time we get to the end though you get the sense that this was almost a project that was forced on her wasn't it i um, i'm not sure i got that sense what do you mean well let's park that and come back to it but okay. i think you're right that um i think you're right that uh it's remarkable how much um how generous all of her family including her her dad uh were uh with um their willingness to open up on camera and to allow her to make a you know a film that's mm -hmm. intended for for wide release it's uh i think the it's a more interesting and more um touching film for that um mm -hmm. but yes i agree with you i can't imagine um you know any family uh that would be willing to uh to share this much yeah um, yeah with a with a an audience of strangers mm -hmm. there was one remarkable moment where one of her brothers talks about um ha having a conversation with their dad about his sex life yeah what <laughs> yeah just do that on camera that's oh, so funny yeah <laughs> and so this would be this would be my entree to ask you sam do you have any questions but i'm not going to answer them <laughs> yeah and i have none that i want to ask uh again in public <laughs> or possibly in private none of that can answer uh whether we yeah. have a audience of listeners or not yeah um, kind of unreal that was kind of a remarkable moment mm -hmm. that's neat yeah, though i mean this that that level of openness and trust um in a family is is kind of remarkable i think and maybe this is a stereotype but i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is a family this is an artistic family they they all seem to have um artistic avocations um actors or writers or you know they're all they're all kind of in the arts a lot of them um, do seem to yeah yeah be involved that with something like that yeah yeah um so she opens the film you know kind of in an interesting way with a series of um talking heads that we don't really know who they are but we gradually get to um know that it's her father and her mm -hmm. siblings um and she asks each of them the same question do you remember what she asks them um no she says can you tell the whole story in your own words right <laughs> um right. and it's just kind of like what are you what are you talking about are you you, you really trying to get them to just kind of spout off a, a narrative um but it really ties into what she's trying to do right um that question that she uses to to kick off the proceedings is really what what it what she's after can you uh, tell the whole story can, can you, you tell the whole story well and the, and the idea that you you can't i think is the kind of the thesis and then mm -hmm. the idea being that by uh getting everyone's perspective maybe you can get to something um close to the truth and right. i guess i guess they do but um if the question that you're talking about is uh who is her real father and that um you know more or less could have been answered and they do address it with a, a paternity test but then they do call it into question at the end uh, which i thought was very funny <laughs> um because they yeah, had that one we shouldn't spoil that we shouldn't spoil that punchline though okay you think the movie's 10 years old i don't care <laughs> it's it's 10 years old but that is a classic punchline it's this documentary yeah. has a punchline and um it is you'll great be cheating yourselves yes you'll be cheating yourselves by not watching this film 
just to see that wonderful wonderful punchline at the end yeah um, it is great yeah so i guess if the question of her who her father is is um what we're talking about then that maybe is rest, less reliant on so many different um perspectives but i don't think that's the only question it's more of like what was going on with her mom and who was her mom and who was she at the time uh that she got pregnant um with sarah and yeah i think a, a lot of it still centers around kind of um her her who her mother was at that time and um and that's where a lot of the other perspectives come in because everyone has their own ideas and conflicting ideas frequently of, about who who Diane was. Mm -hmm. There's a point of departure where um, she's she's talking about her mother um, and um, you, you know, quickly. So after that initial question, can you tell the whole story? Um, we get a sense of um the fact that she's going to use a lot of different techniques to tell the story she's going to talk to her relatives and her siblings her dad she's going to talk to other people that knew her mom mm -hmm. but she's also going to use other techniques she has her dad in a studio reading from a i guess it was a letter that he wrote her at some point in time a long letter um yeah it almost felt like a book very lengthy um, document um, that he reads from um, so she uses that as kind of voiceover narrative mm -hmm. she uses um, excerpts from her own email correspondence mm -hmm. with uh, with witnesses um, she uses um, home movies uh, that uh, of the family and then she also uses what well, we learn uh, you know initially you may not pick up on it but I think over not too long after the movie is going, you realize that there's a lot of recreations in there that are filmed mm -hmm. to look like home movies, but they're not. They're, right. they're recreations. And I only realized that, I actually only noticed that after the fact when there was um, a cast listed. And that's when I realized, oh, there's some of those recreations. But actually, I was apparently absorbed enough that I didn't even notice in the moment. Yeah. Well, there is a, towards the end of the film, she pulls back the curtain and so you see her the director right. um talking to these actors who are who are portraying her oh mom yeah right 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 mm -hmm. and her acquaintances yeah yeah so it's very explicit at that point mm -hmm. but i think it just became apparent to me uh in the middle of the film and i had seen it before so maybe i kind of had a buried memory of this but um you, it became apparent to me in the middle of the film that this was there was no way that somebody was present filming some of this stuff. It was, it was definitely a recreation. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So she uses all these techniques to try and, 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 um, tell this, this story. And the story starts out, uh, as you pointed out, there's, um, uh, an initial, um, trajectory that the um, story takes, which is about her mother. Mm -hmm. And then very quickly, and I actually, you know, uh, kept track of um, at what point in the film these these different left turns take place. But um, she uh, talks about how her mother left for Toronto to be in a play for mm -hmm. a period of weeks. And um, then the revelation takes place that um, she uh, returns from this Toronto trip, or I guess first her husband visits her in Toronto uh, while she's on this this in this mm -hmm. acting mm -hmm. job, and they're intimate during that visit. She returns from Toronto, um, and then um, discovers that she's pregnant. Right. Um, so. Um, I guess to that moment, it appears to be, and I think it's pretty strongly implied that the the child she's she's pregnant with is the is the director is Sarah, mm -hmm. um, and then um, very quickly after that, there's a revelation that her mother was diagnosed with cancer, 
mm-hmm. passed away untimely. Uh, very quickly after that, there's a revelation that Sarah didn't have a resemblance to her supposed biological father. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, um, we have the confession of <laughs> the, the individual who, uh, who says, I, I'm, I'm your father. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the people that she knew when she was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this movie takes just a ton of turns to the point where um, you're really kind of bewildered in terms of where this whole story is actually is actually going to end up, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, the, there's a, yeah, I, it, the way that she structures it is, is very thoughtful and it's very formal in a, in it's deliberate. And that is so impressive to me because it would have been very easy for this to end up just being such a tangle and it is a tangle, but in order to, uh, in order to, uh, convey that you don't want to instill confusion, uh, you know, in the people watching it, but you want them to understand, I guess, how confusing everything is because you're getting all these different narrative threads. And so the way she stacks, the story up and then peels away the layers one at a time i thought was i mean that takes a lot of discipline i think as a filmmaker to um make sure that everything is is presented in the order that it, it needs to be in order in order to be effective and in order to be confusing in the right way um which i guess is to say intriguing but not um so bewildering that it becomes frustrating but that that i think speaks to her ability yeah and puts it together in a way that you you really don't know that there's another revelation to come um when when um we learn that you know she may have um become pregnant you know by a man other than her husband you think that maybe that's the big surprise but oh no there's another one she um you know died in an untimely way from from cancer Mm-hmm. And then there's another one. There's a, a potential red herring in, in terms of who everybody thought her, Sarah's biological father actually was. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one where she goes to talk to um, Harry um, and ask him about, I uh, can't remember the, the other actor's name, uh, the one that everybody thought was actually mm-hmm. Sarah's father. And he says, mm-hmm. oh, no, 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 I was your father. <laughs> Um, I'm your father. So uh, it's just like you, you just never know when these surprises are going to, to stop coming. Right, um, when they're going to stop. Mm-hmm. It's very, so very, very well crafted that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what um, is interesting to me is that, you know, you said it up front that, you know, the, the title gives it away. This is a, a story. This is a, a movie about, you know, storytelling and how, how stories are are created and how they're how they're retold. Um, we don't really understand that that's what this movie is trying to get at until it's almost over, right? Mm, I guess I kind of got it from the beginning voiceover. Actually, I thought they made it pretty clear up top because they talk about there's some quotes. Um, I don't remember if it was just one quote or if there were more, but I wrote one down and it said. Um, when you're in a story, it isn't a story. And to me, that was, you know, I think it was put there because that's kind of uh, the thesis of the movie, or at least one of them. Um, so when you're in a story, it isn't a story, which is to say that when we're in the middle of an experience, and I think I said this earlier, but when we're in the middle of an experience, we're not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily meaningful in and of itself. It's only in the aftermath when we contextualize it within the rest of our lives and when we, um uh and when we ass- assign it kind of a narrative to to a continuous narrative thread um you know based on our, our previous memories that it becomes meaningful uh, any given experience but it's there's a relationship between experience and meaning that i think the consciousness kind of fills a gap there because i don't think and I guess this is subject to debate, but I don't think that while you're in something, while something is happening to you or you are doing something that 
if you are present there for it, it does not in and of itself have greater meaning. And then later, because you have been through it, you are no longer in it, but you are through it and you can look back, then you can contextualize it. And that's what gives things meaning because we assign it. It's meaning is made. I don't think it's inherent. That's not to kind of, um, that's not to lessen it any, I think maybe if anything, that's what makes meaning significant. But, um, I do think that's the way it works. And I think that's what the, the story is getting at. And so when they put that quote up front, when you're in a story, it isn't a story. Um, I think that's what they're getting at. So for me, it was evident right away. And between that and the title that, um, the idea, that was the idea of the movie, I guess. Yeah, it was the idea of the movie, but for me, it came, it crystallized when she has a conversation. Uh, it's late in the film um, with Harry, her biological father. Mm-hmm. She f- has formed a relationship with him. I think at this point she has um, told her, her, I don't know how to, how to describe him, the father that raised her. Yeah. Um, that um, she's learned that um, she's not biologically his child. And that Harry is the father, uh, which he takes in a very, <laughs> it sounds, seems like a very uh, uh, good way. He doesn't, you know, get excited about it, but, uh, uh, and we'll come back to that as well. But uh, uh, at, some, at a certain point, she learns that Harry is going to um, publish this story somehow. He's going mm-hmm. to write about it. Um, and, and uh, Sarah, Sarah learns about it and confronts him and says, you can't do that. It's not your story to tell, at least not without the perspectives of everybody else involved. Mm-hmm. And they have a very, I thought, remarkable conversation about that, um, where Harry is adamant that this is his story. This is his story to tell. And he doesn't think it's valid to consider other points of view. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make of that? I, uh, he was seeming to say that if the story is about his and Diane's love affair, um, then because she is, has passed away, that leaves only one person who is involved, um, alive and therefore, which is him. And therefore, because he's the only other person who was involved, he's the only one qualified to tell the story. I guess that's what he was getting at, but I think... And obviously the filmmaker, she must disagree on some level because this is the movie she made. But um, it isn't just about those two people. And maybe, I don't know, it seemed like maybe I guess he wanted it to be about just him and Diane. Um, But it's not. It's, you know, it's about how, um, you know, that affair and then um, Sarah's birth and everything else and, and the question that hung over it the whole time. It's about how all of that affects everything else in their lives. Um, and it's definitely not for it's definitely not for any, me or anybody or whoever to say uh, who isn't involved with the family to say whose perspective is valid and whose isn't. Um, so yeah, yeah I don't I don't I don't know how you make I don't know how you make that call as a filmmaker, but I mean, it's it's Sarah's film at the end of the day, and 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 it's not just about Harry and Diane's relationship. It's, um, that's not even, I mean, it's a prominent feature of it, but it's not something they dwell on for a ton of time. It's more like the aftermath, which is her birth, and then the question of her parentage that that really drives the rest of it. Yeah, this is the reason why I say I think it almost seems like she was forced into making this film, um, because she. Harry was going to, again, according to the film, Harry was going to publish his account if, you know, if Sarah hadn't stopped him and said, you have to do it a different, you have to do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do this without taking into account all of these other points of view. Um, and he, you know, made it very clear that he disagreed and didn't think that that was the story that he wanted to tell. But, um, uh, and, and that in some sense, bringing in these other points of view made his story untrue in some respect. Um, but um, that's why it's, it seemed to me she 
almost felt like she had she had to make this movie. She had to be, she had to um, reveal this you know very intimate stuff about her family uh, to the world because if she hadn't done it, it would have been done by Harry in a way that she didn't um, agree with. Right, right. That she would have felt like was incomplete, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I know. So, I see what you're saying. Was, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, maybe she almost felt compelled to um, take kind of take control or take ownership of of the narrative, at least her perspective, because there wouldn't there wouldn't necessarily be anything still stopping him from publishing his account, right? But yeah, she didn't want him to do it first, I guess. So he kind of comes off as, um, you know, almost a villain of the piece, whereas initially he's sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, he's almost kind of a tyrant about it. <laughs> Um, well, you, I mean, you don't... Yeah, but, uh, I don't know if I'd, I wouldn't call him tyrannical, but he has no qualms about expressing his point of view on the matter, which I think is fine. Right. But he's willing to do that at the expense of, you know, the feelings of everybody else in Sarah's life, um, yeah. which he doesn't seem to give very much uh, credence to or, or yeah. very much uh, subscribe very much importance to. Yeah. He is very focused on uh, on him and Diane, and there there is the point to be made, I guess, that he did go through all of that um, pretty much alone. Um, and you know, he talks about how when Diane died, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't do anything about it. Um, he couldn't grieve in the way that he wanted to because he was keeping this secret. Um, and so there is that element of it where, from his point of view, he's extremely isolated throughout, you know, for years. Um, and he's had to sit with this thing alone. And, uh, you know, so I think maybe you you could see how he could justify um, wanting to to take a little bit of ownership of his own over over that story just because he's had to sit with it for so long without anyone to to um, share that burden with him, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I could see things from his point of view that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's kind of, I think, uh, you know, very interesting to consider about this film is that when you talk about a story, you know, a story has many characters and mm-hmm. every character is going to have a different role to play in a different perspective in the story. Mm-hmm. And so we saw a story um, that right. Sarah told about her mother and her birth. Right. And... Um, um, her discovery um but if harry had told the story of the same events uh we might have gotten you know something quite quite different and mm-hmm. um you know if her father had told it we would have gotten something quite different so there's um i just think a lot of a lot of interesting thought-provoking things that that come out of this documentary for me definitely i think the um all the perspectives are what make it interesting i don't it's hard to imagine a more interesting version of this movie that features either a singular or um, at least fewer perspectives. Because well, one of my favorite moments in the whole thing, I think it's fairly early on, but everybody's still talking about Diane. And I don't know who the characters are, but they're two women and it cuts to one of them. And she talks about Diane as having no secrets and being so extroverted. And then it cuts to immediately after it cuts to another lady who says, oh, I think she had a lot of secrets. She had a lot and of so, secrets. And so it, uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, so much of I don't want to say that um, perception shapes reality so much, although, you know, I think in some ways it does. Um, but it's not like it's it's one of those weird things where it's like neither of those two women are wrong, even though they are presenting opposing perspectives you couldn't say that either of them were wrong exactly. And so that is paradoxical, but it also feels somehow true that somebody can be both open and, you know, maybe a little mysterious. I don't know. It's, it's, it, maybe that speaks to our perception or maybe that speaks to how um, people are, you know, fundamentally enigmatic. Um, yeah. And, and there, and there's another line, I don't remember where it landed in the film, but it's near the end of my notes. So maybe it's later on. And, um, I don't remember who says it, but it goes, uh, how is it that we talk and talk without conveying what we're really like? I think it might come from, uh, um, 
her the father who raised her we should know these names <laughs> i keep forgetting all of them Michael, but uh, michael is... i think it comes from i think it comes from michael's uh, letter how is it that we talk and talk without conveying what we're really like and uh now i lost my train of thought oh yeah that ties into the I, my point that I, I don't know if it's because people are enigmatic that um or if it's because of our perception but um there are so many versions of ourselves that we present and then there's as many versions of all those selves as people see and so it, it kind of becomes this infinite chain <laughs> where uh there's just this many different versions of us in as many people's heads as we have ever met and and then some because then we also have to account for the way we see ourselves and the way we present ourselves and all this so it just gets it gets very complicated and i think the movie does a good job of of tackling that yeah so what did you think of this movie sam i liked it what did you what did you think of it <laughs> i loved it and i think it's probably my favorite documentary that i've ever seen yeah um, wow wow that's high praise what which is why i recommended it uh, to you to uh mm-hmm. to view i um and it's funny i was um interrogating myself when I was watching it again because I was convinced that this was a story uh, about her father um, mm-hmm. and it's not about her father at all I mean it is uh, and I by her father I mean Michael the father who raised her I don't think right um, but you know on reviewing um, he's he's a supporting character for sure but the um, the section of the movie that made a big impression on me, I think the first time I watched it was his reaction, you know, his generosity about his wife's affair, Mm -hmm. um, the way that he talks about it and the way that he says, uh, you know, he's almost in a way thankful that it happened because he got a beautiful daughter out of it. Right. Um, and it doesn't matter to him, you know, in retrospect, that he's not the sperm donor <laughs> for that daughter. He loves her. And uh, that's just a, so such a moving moment for me. And I think that just colored my whole uh, impression of the film to the point where I thought that this was a movie about uh, Sarah's relationship and her father. And I, it's not really about that at all. Um, no. It's an element. It's an element, but right. um, it is it is still a, a beautiful, moving moment to me. Yeah, and it I is. I love this film. Yeah, yeah. and and he he was probably my favorite character. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he very... does he's and he's a character with a capital C. He's yeah. It seems like he's he's got a big personality and yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he does well, but they also describe him as being kind of introverted. But he also is an actor, and he's got he has this. Um, he has kind of a charisma and a performer's mentality, you know, in his day to day life, you know, that it's kind of, it's kind of unusual, I think, for an, the average person to have. So, yeah, he's he's very yeah. charming. Yeah. No, there's no way I'm going to ask you and I don't want you. And if you and if you do answer this question, I'm going to cut it out. And so nobody hears it. But do you think there's a story in our family that's worth telling that people would um would benefit from hearing um i'd have to think about that Mm. Hmm. yeah certainly nothing as uh salacious as uh infidelity or (laughs) or illegitimate uh heritage yeah not as far as yeah (laughs) um mom does have a neat story about an ancestor who might have might or might not have murdered his wife by putting her down a well yeah, but, a real neat uh, story. I, I've heard that nice, one. That's a, that's a cool one. <laughs> I've, I've heard that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Um, yeah. If you were going to tell a, a a documentary, if you were going to make a documentary about our family, how would you do it? About our immediate family. Yeah, or family, family, any family, family, any family. How you? Do, how I think you it would. Family? Man, I well, I guess I would probably focus on immediate family. I, I guess um, it would probably have to be something about, um, yeah. I mean, we're gonna get uh, a little bit personal here, but 
no, no, I, no, don't. don't. Uh, I'm going to cut it out if you get too personal. <laughs> okay. Well, I, we had, we had, uh, I would say like a little bit of a contentious um, relationship with each other, us siblings and us parents at some points. Um, oh, well, who, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't, but in my mind, and maybe this again says more about me than anything, but in my mind that features very prominently uh, in my upbringing. And so maybe it would be something about that. I don't know. Maybe you should make that documentary, and then we could watch it and decide if uh, it's worth. And we'd fight over it. <laughs> and we'd fight over it. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we fight over our documentary about contention. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's something to think about. I've never, never, yeah. never put that question. Had that question put to me before. What about you? No. Um. Yeah, there's probably th some things that would be interesting to uh, to put into a documentary. But again, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to reveal family oh, okay. secrets on this podcast. No. Okay, so you, you ask the question or you're not going to answer it, fine. Yeah, I'm just asking if you, if you thought there was a story worth telling. I didn't say tell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, in that case, I guess the short answer is yes. Um, but again, it comes back to... Uh, you know, I feel like you're not from the Midwest, but um, mom's from the Midwest, and we were raised in the Midwest, and I think there's a Midwestern uh, stoicism uh, present yeah. in our family for sure. Uh, don't really share too much. Maybe we should do it more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Might find out something well, interesting. Maybe someday we'll we'll find out. What about uh, in Georgia? <laughs> Let's have a round table. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. So, anything else about uh, stories we tell? Mm, I think I covered everything. Do you have any final no. thoughts? Final thoughts. Well, um, just one thing I was going to mention, which is that Sarah Polly made a movie, a narrative film uh, called Take This Waltz. Mm -hmm. um, and it's available for streaming just about everywhere. Um, and it's got uh, Michelle Williams in it and Seth Great. Rogen. Great. And um, if I'm not mistaken, it is a fictionalization of the story of her mother. And so oh. I'm very excited to watch it. Yep. Interesting. Okay. After having revisited this film, uh, very excited to check that out. So. And that is coming out or is it already out? It's, it's already out and it streams about everywhere you can imagine. Okay, great. Um, it shouldn't be too hard to find Take This Waltz uh, streaming this online. Waltz. Okay. So I have not seen it. I can't recommend it or not, but um, I plan to check it out soon. Cool. And there's a great punchline in this documentary. We've already said it, and I don't. I just don't think we should spoil it because it was just okay. so good. <laughs> Fine. Whatever you say. Um, People just have to anyway. watch. Watch the movie. Do we have anything else to talk about before our next? So. Uh, I say what our next pick is. I don't think so. I want to hear it. I think sometimes we uh, do uh, our what is what? How do you refer to it? Our hypothetical art film. Uh, oh right, uh, double feature programming. Wait, right, we were do doing that when back when we were doing two picks. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a? Uh, do you have a, a film you would pair this with? At the off top of my head, mm. Mm. no, I can't think of anything. There's got to be some good family movies, though. You know, it wouldn't even have to be a documentary. You could just pair it with like a, like a, like a, like a family comedy. For sure. You know. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have to be a, a paired with another documentary, right? Yeah, I think it would be fun to to pair this with some kind of family comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Something like, um, oh, the movie with Ben Stiller and Patricia Arquette. Um, Flirting with Disaster. Yeah. Flirting with Disaster would be a great pairing with this film. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. A guy looking for the, the truth about his past. Yeah, that's a great find, one. Trying to find yeah. his biological parents. Right. Yeah, that's a funny yeah. movie. The Baby with No yeah. Name. It's great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 
cool. I think that would be my double feature on this. That's one. good. I would I would go to that double feature. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we can wrap it up. Um, mm -hmm. So our next movie uh, that I picked for you to watch, your next homework assignment, if you will, mm -hmm. um, is uh, I've tried to you know, spread the genre around a little bit, not get too much in a rut, um, right. get into different um, types of films. I think we're going to go next to, um, you could either call this a thriller or you could call it a puzzle film. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's one since we started this podcast that I've wanted you to watch and I've wanted to talk to you about. Um, and I wanted to watch again. Um, okay. It is called enemy mm -hmm. and it's by Denis Villeneuve mm -hmm. um, more recently of the Dune franchise the new Dune franchise new Dune. Um, but this stars Jake Gyllenhaal and mm -hmm. it is a head scratcher and I can't okay. wait for um, you to tell me what it means yeah okay yeah I'll figure because it out I don't, <laughs> I'll because get I don't know you. what it means <laughs> I've been wanting to watch this movie, so I'm glad I'm glad you picked it because it's been on my list, and this is a good excuse to to bump it up to the top. So, yeah, and I think unfortunately you're gonna have to watch it at least twice because I know that I didn't have it figured out on first viewing. So yeah, that's well, okay. Um, does Jake Gyllenhaal, if I'm not mistaken, does he play two characters in this movie? He plays two characters in this movie, may... and there's lots of okay. spiders in it. Spiders. Does he play a spider? Yeah, so if, if you're an arachnophobe, you may not want to check out this film, but um, uh, trigger warning, lots of spiders. <laughs> spiders. <laughs> cool. Okay. Enemy it yep. is. I look forward to it. Enemy is, you can see it on HBO Max, and you can see it on Canopy, the public library. Um, oh, yeah. Sponsored uh, streaming app. So. Very good. Well, Sam. You got anything else for this time? Um, I do not think I do. All right. All right. Yeah, well, um, I can take us out. So thanks for listening, everyone, for doing that. We're a fledgling podcast, just doing this for fun. Um, so if you want to give us a rating or review uh, on the um, podcatcher of your choice, that would be great. If you want to email into the show, if you want to say um, just notes about the show or suggestions or um if you have an idea for a movie that you would have paired um in your hypothetical art house movie theater uh you can send that to like movies pod at gmail.com i think that wraps it up that takes us out all right, all right. i'm stupid we need, we need to think of a tagline <laughs> so that people know yeah. when the episode's over you know i don't know yep. we'll, we'll work on it we, all right for now we, we don't have one we like movies and we like you <laughs> <laughs> uh, workshop it <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right bye everybody bye everybody